Hello, women's hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of the Founding Four podcast. This is your independently run women's hockey podcast hosted by me, Erica Ayala. This is a part of my growing podcast network, Sports Talk with ELA. The next regular podcast and I'm doing a slow roll slow roll out will be more on women's sports history so I'm setting up some interviews for that make sure you go to sports talk with ELA that's my patreon page to be a supporter of the founding four podcast and a new women's history podcast that I have coming up so we have a big show uh, lots to go over. Uh, we basically have two weeks to recap um, so let's let's get into it. Let's just jump right in here. Okay, I'd like to start the show off with signings. So last we spoke, we had Jordan Geron on a PTO. Of course, if you are a loyal listener of the Founding Four podcast, you know we had a bonus episode with Jordan and she broke the news right here on the Founding Four podcast that she would be signing with the Boston Pride for the remainder of the season. And that's exactly what she did. So the Jordan Duran is now with the Boston Pride. We'll talk about where they are with the record really soon. Other news we got. So the Boston Pride on January 12th hosted the um, Connecticut Whale. The Connecticut Whale had a two-game weekend. They played the Riveters on Saturday and then came up to Boston on Sunday. So prior to... Um, Saturday's game against the Riveters, they signed Brenna Dokniak and Laurel Hill to a PTO. So Dokniak and Hill defenders played with the Riveters. Uh, excuse me. Dokniak and Hill played with the Whale against the Riveters in Connecticut. Then Dokniak and a new PTO by the name of Janine Weber. Yes, the Janine Weber, who was the first ever player to sign an NWHL contract, signed a PTO with the Connecticut Whale. And she played with the Whale her first game back since her essentially retirement. She did not play season four. She played against her old team. She Janine Weber played two seasons with the Riveters and then played one season with the Pride. And so she was with Connecticut against the Pride. We'll get into how those two games went for Connecticut in a little bit. Uh, but since, so we just had a series of games. Um, Connecticut was out in Minnesota and the Pride hosted the Riveters. Since the PTOs, the Connecticut Whale have signed Janine Weber for the remainder of the season. They have also signed Brenna Dokniak for the remainder of the season. I'm trying to work out how many PTOs each team has burned through because I think the Connecticut Whale are pretty close to using 10. There is a little bit of a discrepancy on if you used a PTO, but then that player signed if those PTOs that they used up worked against you. So I'm working on that. What I was able to confirm with the league is that the signing deadline for the NWHL is February 24th at 3 p.m. So it's a little bit uh, a little bit over a month away. February 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern time 
all rosters must be finalized as we get ready to head into the postseason. So keep an eye out on that. I will try to get the PTO numbers, but signings, that, that wraps up our signings and includes, again, a little bit of news here on the Founding 4 podcast. February 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the signing deadline. I also got a tip from the league that um, it is speculated um, that players will more like more than likely, if they're being introduced to teams at this point in time, will more than likely be signed for the remainder of the season. Um, my contact, my source, didn't think that there would be too many more PTOs, but we shall see. Okay, moving on. So let's do a quick recap of what we saw in the NWHL. As I mentioned, the Connecticut Whale, they had a game, they had a split weekend so they had a game against the Riveters on Saturday, January 11th, and then a quick turnaround on Sunday. They shipped up to Boston, but let's get into that Saturday game. Oof, what an exciting game. I tried to uh, get to this game, but I knew I had to work the game in, in Boston. So I stayed home, but my goodness, this was quite the game going to cut right to it, folks. The Connecticut Oil picked up their first win. They got a 4-3 win in overtime. So they have a win in the column. They didn't get the full two points from the win, though. But back and forth game, Kendall Cornine, or Scornine as she's known, gets the party started on the power play in the first period. The Connecticut Whale get two goals from Sarah Schwensfire and Kendra Broad. And Brenna Dokniak got an assist on that second goal. So the Connecticut Whale get the lead in the second period. In the third period, Cornine again. Cornine, a.k.a. Scornine from Madison Packer, able to get the equalizer. And then Brooke Avery gets the go-ahead. However, Hannah Beatty, Hannah Beatty is able to tie things up at the 1841 mark in the third period. How exciting this game was. And then Kendra Broad, her second of the game, gets the game-winning goal in overtime. Really, really great game. Uh, obviously, it has been quite some time since the Connecticut Whale got a win. Kendra Broad, first star, two goals. Second star, Sarah Schwensfire. She had a goal and an assist. And your third star, Kendall Cornine. That was a great game. Uh, unfortunately, the the Connecticut Whale couldn't really translate that against the Boston Pride. Worth noting that on on Saturday they went with Brooke Willeko, and by Sunday they had Sonia Shelley in net. Sonia Shelley did not travel with the team. Saturday to the Riveters and again we see that she didn't travel or wasn't available she didn't dress I'm not sure if she traveled or not I should say she didn't dress for the team on the Saturday series against the Riveters or the Saturday series in Minnesota just recently so uh, so Sonia Shelley it looks like a splitting time she played the Sunday game 
Brook Willego played on Saturday and gets that first win. Brook Willego gets the first win for the Connecticut Whale this season. On Sunday, that would be a, a 4-2 loss to the Pride. Get goals from Elena Galtieri and Emma Vlasic for the Connecticut Whale, the Boston Pride, four goals from Jordan Duran. Hey, there we go. Lexi Lang, Kaylee Fracken, and Jillian Dempsey. And again, that was Sonia Shelley. She met up with the team in Boston. Sonia Shelley versus for the Connecticut, or excuse me, Sonia Shelley in net for the Connecticut Whale, while it was Lovisa Salander who was in net for the Boston Pride. So, that took the pride to uh, 17 and0 on that weekend on that Sunday game, which leads us up to this past weekend, the Connecticut whale hit the road. They go out to Minnesota and are looking for a little bit of magic and unfortunately did not find much. It was a tough weekend for Connecticut. They lost to Minnesota 6-1 to on Saturday, January 18th. And then on Sunday, the 19th, they got shut out, Minnesota, with seven goals. And again, we see that they split time in net. Brooke Willego started Saturday. She got, you know, obviously got rocked. Not all of those goals her fault. As it was mentioned on the broadcast, the Connecticut Whale were just allowing Minnesota to get so deep. Um, and they kind of handcuff their goalie even if the defenders are there because there's not enough space to move them out without them basically breathing down the neck of their goalie so Sonia Shelley would get the start on Sunday and you know I just find it really interesting what Connecticut is doing with goaltending obviously we know they are having a tough time scoring but they're also having a tough time winning I don't I don't think you can even remotely put that on the goaltending of the Connecticut whale not solely. It's not a goaltending problem that Connecticut has. So to see them shake up the goaltending roster, I know that we've had Brooke Willeko on the show. She and Sonia Shelley are teammates, not only with the Whale, but have been college teammates. So, you know, th- there's a good relationship there. But at the end of the day, for the sake of your goalie, for the sake of your team, I feel that you want to make sure that you you know who your go-to is, or at least you know who your go-to is in certain situations. I said this a lot last year with the Riveters. I mean, they they had at one point four goalies at their disposal, and it was a toss-up as to who was going to dress. I um, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's one thing when you are the Boston Pride, and we'll get into that because they've done some goalie swapping, and maybe you just want to make sure everyone is is ready as you're heading into the playoffs. But when you're kind of grasping for straws to get a win, and it's honestly not your goaltending, that's the problem. I I don't see enough shakeup in in other parts of the roster for me to think that maybe this is just Connecticut trying to figure out the, the, the special recipe. I think the goaltending is not the problem. And honestly, I think Brooke Willeko has given this team, even while facing (laughs) Buku shots, she's given the team the best chance to win. She gets the win against the Riveters. She took the Boston Pride to a shootout. I 
I like Brooke Willeko's style. Sonia Shelley, I think, did a great job early on, and it's not knocking her at all. I thought it was good for her to get some rest. Now, I guess maybe you have a situation if Willeko is playing well, but you think Shelley, Sonia Shelley excuse me, is your go-to. Maybe that's where the shakeup is happening. We are, we've also seen Cassie Goyette get some time. Again, she is actually dressing every once in a while here because it seems like, I don't know if Sonia Shelley is with the team and not made available for Saturday, but it's been two weekends where Sonia Shelley was not on the roster for the Saturday game, but then got the start on Sunday. And I mean, we know that this league is full of women who have a multiple, multiple commitments, but when you have the energy of a win on the road and potentially that that your goaltender your starting goaltender for the next day wasn't on that road trip I don't know I think that's a little tough I just from the optics from the outside looking in so I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the goaltending but I would like them to settle in a little bit more um if they can and maybe they can't I don't know I'm going to do some looking into that situation and see if maybe Sonia Shelley has had commitments um, that either came up or maybe the team knew this all along that she would have commitments at the back end, but we'll try and see what we can find out. So that was the series in Minnesota. The Connecticut whale dropped two games on the road. The next series that we had, well, it wasn't really a series. I should say it was one game it was one game on Dr. Martin Luther King Day. And I want to start here. I've talked about race and racism in women's hockey on this podcast before. Um, and I must say that, you know, as an Afro-Latina, I feel very comfortable for the most part in the NWHL. I think the only thing that I sometimes struggle with is that I didn't play hockey. So I have to go by what I know about other sports. But what I will say is that, you know, I, it's not lost on me that <laughs> there are very few players of color and very few black players in the league. As far as I know, um, now that Megan Huertas is, is no longer playing, I don't know how many other players identify as Hispanic or Latina as I do. So in that way, I don't always get to see players that I resonate with on that level. I have lots of connections to North Carolina players and, and other things like that. But, you know, I, I think we talk about how representation matters. And I have to be honest, you know, seeing representation, being seen for who I am and all of who I am is important to me. And so to be on the call for the Take the Lead game hosted by the Boston Pride really meant a lot to me. And, you know, going in, I know that some of my friends and family know that and tried to play it cool, be professional, but I was really overwhelmed in the best way possible by how the Boston Pride took such care to plan their Take the Lead initiative. So just so in case you weren't listening on the on the Twitch feed, I was there with Sam Fryman. Just in case you are not familiar with Take the Lead, Take the Lead Boston is an initiative. It's a collaboration, I should say, 
among New England sports teams to stand up to racism and hate speech. And what I honestly love about that opening part to the mission is that it speaks of racism and hate speech directly. I think that I'll speak for myself as someone who identifies, again, as a person of color. You hear diversity and inclusion, and that means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And rightfully so, because, hello, inclusion. However, the issue with, in the absence of focusing on diversity and, and inclusion, oftentimes what's left is the racism and hate speech. And so for Take the Lead Boston and for the Boston Pride to own that as the problem, as the root issue, I really appreciate it. Um, and so the Boston Pride joined up with the other New England sports teams. So you've got the Bruins, of course, the Patriots, the Celtics, uh, the, the Revolution. Um, and so in fall 2018, the Boston Pride joined up. Actually, Kalia Johnson, who played with the team, and Gigi Marvin were in the first Take the Lead Boston PSA. Um, and there are three main principles, which is to foster an inclusive and, and safe in-venue environment for fans to watch Boston teams compete, to support community outreach initiatives that promote diversity and inclusion, and to collaborate with um, to collaborate on, excuse me, inclusive hiring practices to make the teams and sports industry increasingly diverse. And so actually, I want to give a shout out to Kensha. She was the Take the Lead fellow who helped the Boston Pride organize the event. We had um, Score Boston was there. And Score Boston Hockey provides youth ages 5 to 14 the opportunity to participate in the sport of ice hockey and gives them an opportunity to see their futures differently. I've known of Score Boston for a while. And again, these are 5 to 14-year-olds. We had Yari, who's with Score. She joined the, the broadcast at, at the first intermission. And this is not about creating elite level hockey players for the next generation. This is about teaching people to love hockey. And you heard Yari's story on the broadcast. She talked about, you know, she wanted to get more involved in sports. Someone said, why not try ice hockey? And she said, sure, let's go for it. Let's try it out. And too often going back to the diversity and inclusion and truly going back to talking about race matters too often in the world of hockey, and it's not just hockey, but we're talking about hockey today. There are opportunity gaps. Hockey is expensive. Hockey historically and culturally is very elite um, as far as who can afford to play hockey, which given how our demographics when it comes to income work means that hockey is very white. It's a very privileged sport in a lot of ways. And so places like Score Boston, who hosted the Willie, Willie O'Ree 2019 Willie O'Ree Day, they are trying to lessen that gap. So it was really exciting to be on the call. It's really exciting, if you can't tell from me, to recount that today. And I think more things like this are important um, because I know they're important for me. It was nice to be able to share things that are very important to me and things that I identify with in the hockey community. So 
stick taps to Haley Moore, uh, Carolyn, who is the GM there, and all of the staff. And of course, my broadcast partner in Boston, Sam Fryman, for truly creating one of the best experiences in a hockey arena that I've had as a professional and as just a hockey fan to date. Um, it really meant a lot to me. So I just wanted to say that. And now let's get into what <laughs> Sam and I saw. We had quite the game. My goodness, it was quite the game. I've said on this uh, podcast before, I think that if anyone is going to upset and dethrone the Connecticut, or excuse me, and dethrone the Boston Pride this year, that it could very well be the Riveters. There is a history of the Riveters doing that. So, you know, it's a pretty solid, it's a pretty solid bet. But it did not happen this go round. The two teams will play twice at Pro Skate in New Jersey. So there is still time. But not if the Minnesota Whitecaps have anything to say about it. We'll get into that series. This was a 5-3 win for the Boston Pride. And as I alluded to, it was not Lovisa Salander who got the start, but Victoria Hansen. Victoria Hansen has been very good when she's get given her opportunities for the Boston Pride. We know that she got some games extended time while Lovisa Salander was with the Swedish national team. And um, she gets the win here. We have goals from Lexi Bender, Tori Sullivan for the Boston Pride in the first period. Kate Leary got one back with seconds, seconds remaining in the first period to give us a 2-1 scoreline as we went into the intermission break, which is where we spoke to Yari. In the second period, Brooke Avery got the lone goal, and we were tied up at two for quite some time. In the second period, we go into the third. McKenna Brand, oh my God, McKenna Brand, we talk about her a lot. She's not the scoring leader at the moment, but she, when she scored that goal, it was almost as if she, she knew and she was aware uh, that she hadn't scored a goal in a while. And just the, the, sure, the sheer joy that she had and her celebration was great to see. She gets... Another goal there. Tatiana Shatalova gets one back for the Riveters. And, <laughs> oh, man, you check out the Ice Garden. They have a breakdown. This is their goal of the week, rightfully so. Shatalova would be the third star of the game. She had a goal and an assist. But we wouldn't remain tied at three for very long. Mallory Soliotis and Christina Putinia got the last two goals to leave us with the scoreline 5-3, to three, and that makes the Boston Pride a perfect 19-0. Mentioned Satalova. Shatalova had the third star, first star of the game, Tori Sullivan. She had a goal and an assist, and Lexi Lang with two assists for Boston. This was a great game. This was a great game um, for so many reasons. Sam Walther <laughs> put on a show. Sam Walther definitely put on a show as she does time and time again for the Metropolitan Riveters. She made 36 saves on 41 shots. On 41 shots seen. Victoria Hansen, though, she gets another win. She only saw 17 shots. 
can we just talk about how the Metropolitan Riveters, they, they tied the Boston Pride twice, but only with 17 shots. First of all, that just tells me some crazy things about this Boston defense. That's number one. Second of all, that tells me that you've got some pretty proficient shooters on the Riveters. And once they can make more space for themselves more consistently, they are definitely a team to watch. But ultimately, the Riveters, they were doing well staying out of the penalty box. And then in that third period, the wheels kind of fell off. The discipline was lacking. And that's when you saw the Boston Pride take care of business. Um, from those last two goals, let's see. I just want to see how many were on the power play. Uh, so Mallory Soliotis, her shot was even strength, but Christina Putinha scored the fifth goal on the power play. And it was not even a, you know, it was one of those last penalties was too many players on the ice. So a bench miner. Um, you know, that's not a great, that's not a great penalty to take, uh, in the, the dying minutes of the game when they were, they had been in it and been neck and neck for so long, especially in that second period. So the Riveters, I think have really improved a lot. Um, but that discipline issue is still biting them in the butt a little bit. So, so the Boston Pride remain 19 remain undefeated I should say and are 19 and 0 on the season. I also mentioned at the top of this segment how excited I was to celebrate MLK Day and to be on the call lifting up the message of score Boston hockey of take the lead Boston and of Black Girl Hockey Club. But let's speak with Boston Pride defender Brianna Mastel and she is one of the, alongside Jillian Dempsey, she is one of the Take the Lead Boston um, ambassadors for the, the Boston Pride this season. So here's a great interview with Brianna Mestel. Here with Brianna Mestel, after another win for the Boston Pride, remain undefeated, but it was a pretty close one there for a little bit with the Riveters. Definitely, definitely a close one. Um, we know every time we play them, it's gonna be a battle. Uh, so we really focused on coming out strong, and you know they're coming out strong too. We're at that point in the season where everyone's playing their best hockey, and you know you can't take anything for granted. So uh, it was a really exciting game today, for sure. And another great sold-out crowd. Another great sold-out crowd. Honestly, nothing better. Um, we love playing. We love playing with fans. Um, they bring us a ton of energy, so that's always great. Um, especially on a day like MLK Day, uh, anytime we can play some, for something bigger than ourselves is always a great time and great opportunity for us. Oh, for sure. So, you know what, let's go there because I definitely wanted to ask you about this being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but also you being one of the ambassadors this year for the Boston Pride for the Take the Lead initiative. Um, so this is something that the Pride have joined up with a lot of the other pro teams here in the New England area to really make sure that, and, and I love that Take the Lead is explicitly talking about racism and hate speech in sport um, and so when you got the call to to be an ambassador um, what were some of the things that you know really resonated with you as far as take the lead 
Um, I think it's it's one of those things where you know we're in a unique situation being professional athletes where you know people are constantly looking to us and for uh, you know how we handle things how we handle adversity um, any you know our just day-to-day -day life stuff like that and um, for me it's just one of those things where the way I was raised like I was taught you know it never mattered and if you saw something wrong, you know, whether or not it was the unpopular opinion or someone was going to pick on you and make fun of you, like, it didn't matter, you know, you have to be strong and stand up for everyone. Um, so I love that our team is a part of this. Uh, it's something I am very deeply passionate about. Um, and you just hate to see, you know, sports are, like a lot of things, sports are a community where people come together, they're rooting for each other, cheering for each other, um, and it should never be a place of disrespect or, or malplay or any of those other things. So. Um, especially with hockey, I think it's a unique community too because I think we could definitely use some diversity in the hockey world. Um, so being on that platform and being able to use you know, our, our status as pro athletes to do good in the world is a really cool thing aside from just playing a sport. You know, a lot of us want to be just more than athletes and um, this is a great opportunity for us to do that and you know, show people that you can, they don't, the two don't have to be mutually exclusive. You know? so, um, being a great athlete is awesome, but being a better person is more of a priority for us. So uh, any way that we can take the lead in life, uh, we're going to seize that opportunity. So. I love it. Well said. Thank well you. said. Thank and you, uh, you know, I, I know that you, at least from what I, I understand, you do a, a lot of public speaking and you do work in in the community and in the area to do just that, right? Not totally. just when it comes to racism and hate speech, but when it comes to leadership Absolutely. and and as you said, things outside of just sport. Um, so talk about what it's like to to be able to do that now and also be you know with this pride team. Totally. Um, it's a really awesome. Experience experience for me. Um, I think as a younger kid, it was always kind of confusing because I always wanted to be the kid that was nice to everyone and that wasn't always popular. You know, I think when you're a young kid, you know, you tend to be a little selfish and it's me, 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 what can I do to get it better? Um, and people are less concerned with other people's feelings and, and how other people are affected by their actions. But um, for me, it's always been something I've wanted to stay true to and uh, I'm never willing to compensate how other people are treated or um, how other people feel. I always take that into consideration with, with how I lead my life and um, it's paid off for me very well, I would say. Um, I've been a leader of countless teams. Um, I went to a very great college um, and those are all things that I did by being exactly who I am. So. For me, it's awesome to be able to spread that message to say, hey, you know what, like you can still be the kind kid that puts other people first um, and is very caring and all those things and still have great rewards come your way. Because um, I think a lot of people forget that. They think, you know, you can't have both. It has to be one or the other. Um, so just to, yeah, to spread the message of be as selfless as possible, but also, you know, take care of yourself and, and do your own things. But make sure you're supporting your community that you're a part of. Um, I think it's a, an honor to do that. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so much in, in that, that that you that you gave me just now. But I think something that I, I know I struggled with as an athlete is you're kind of right trained to be this warrior, so to speak, totally. and play your sport, whether it's on the ice, the grass, the field, whatever, the court, mm -hmm. um, and really do that with an, a high intensity level. Yeah. And sometimes you you are, you know, even coached to see the other team as, as this the enemy. enemy. Um, and I think that there's a psychology to that, Absolutely. which is, is very germane to playing sports. Totally. 
However, I think that especially when that's cultivated so young, sometimes there are those blurred lines, right? Absolutely. And so I'm just curious to have this conversation with you. And I do want it to just be a conversation, you know, um, as someone who, as I said, is speaking to young people, but also has been through that, right? And the different stages of that. Because as you said, you, I mean, it was Harvard, right? You played at Harvard. Yeah, I played at Harvard. Um, captain there, if I the got it, right? Yes. And now you're here with a, an undefeated pride team. So you've yeah. played some pretty elite level hockey, Absolutely. but have also had to manage and balance that right elite level intensity with also you know unique backgrounds Absolutely. and and what are some of the things that that have helped you to be able to do that successfully um, I think the biggest thing is you know I'm a big team person and what I've come to find is you know the more that I give to my team the more my team gives to me you know whether it's cheering them on or asking if they want help like increasing like their weaknesses or things that they need to get better on um, yeah, just being there for being a good teammate, and yeah, I don't know, it's it's one of those things that people ask all the time, and for me, it's kind of just like, yeah, you know, you just, you got to do your thing, you got to give as much as you take, make sure, like, you're not only taking, um, I think finding that balance is really helpful, um, and then, you know, when you're, when you're giving to others, like, people want to see you succeed, and they're going to root for you, and, um, you know, the more positivity you spread, and the more inclusive you are, um, the more you stand up for other people, the more other people are going to have your back. Uh, and I think I've, I've found that to be true for myself. Um, so that's just what I try to do every day. I try to instill it in my teammates. And, you know, some people might say, oh, she's like such a positive person all the time. But, you know, it has its rewards. You know, not everything's always going to be great. And people are going to make mistakes and people are going to mess up. Um, but how you handle that and, you know, you never want to play the blame game with anyone. It's, you know, how can I help you get better? How can I help myself get better? Um, you know, people are at a crossroads. Like, what can we do to, to resolve this um, in a respectful manner? You know, that's a big thing for me. Tone is everything. How you speak to people, how you deliver your message matters. Um, you know, there are two ways, you know, to every situation. So coming from a place of understanding and making sure that you're heard rather than just, you know, yelling at someone or, or blaming them for something um, sure. definitely makes a difference. Yeah. So we're going to make sure to get all of your social media and all of totally, your content because yeah. you guys need to hire Maria out here. Like, you're crushing it right <laughs> Thank now. Thank you so much. I crushing it. Oh, I man, that's it. great. I love, I love the message. But Thank also you. let's bring that back to this Boston team. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will look at that undefeated record. Absolutely. I mean, you've got some amazing players. This is a franchise obviously has a banner totally. but there is something unique to this Boston team yeah, from from someone watching from the outside and I know yeah. you're, you're being ushered into a culture but there is something very unique about this team mm -hmm. despite the undefeated record there is a grit yes. and I feel like people don't necessarily attribute grit and then perfection right yeah totally but there is a grit and there is a lot of hard work Absolutely. that goes into to this record, um, what are some of the things that you think people don't necessarily see um, because they're looking at that perfect undefeated uh, record that really go into making the culture of this team what it is? For sure, I think you know, especially down the stretch, you know, at this point we're 19 and 0, and I think it's very easy to just kind of look at that and say, oh, you know, things must just come easy to them. You know, they don't have to work that hard, or they're just expected to win. Um, then there become a lot of expectations and people just make assumptions that things are going to go our way all the time and and that's not the case so I think for us it starts you know from the top down our coaches have made sure that we are never complacent with where we're at 
um, that we can get better with every game, every practice, every opportunity we're on the ice. Um, so yeah, it's great that we're 19 and 0, but you know we're getting to that point in the season too where what we've done already doesn't really matter, and it's kind of you know what we're doing moving forward and. Um, anyone, it's anybody's game, really. I think all the teams have progressed tremendously this season, and um, we have to make sure that we're not you know, complacent with our performance, and there's always room for improvement, and I think that's a big thing we've been focused on, and that's helped us stay successful, is uh, we're hungry to keep getting better. You know, we're not satisfied with you know, a, t- a game like today. Like, yeah, we won, and it was awesome, but there were moments where we were like, you know, we could have definitely played better. We let up a little bit. We didn't you know, put our foot on the gas the entire time. Um, so really just focusing on playing a complete 60 minutes. We have incredible leadership. Um, our veteran crew that's back uh, has really helped the rookies get acclimated, myself included. Um, and it just, it very much is a cohesive team and um, everyone ha- everyone's very different. Like all the personalities are very different, but it just works because people are willing to work hard and go to bat for one another and uh, buy into the team system of, of what we're hoping to do here. So. When everyone's on board, things go pretty smoothly. So. I love it. And, you know, Sully gave us, uh, Sam and I, yeah. <laughs> she gave she's us awesome. early. She's <laughs> amazing. I mean, that goal today was, oh, yeah. oof. She's got hands like a that surgeon. Was, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, and you got an assist on the first one, yeah? I think I did, but yeah. I, I'm not totally sure. It all happened so fast. So, yeah, you know, we'll That's see. That's amazing. Good game overall. Thank but you. what Sully told us earlier, I think it was maybe like second or third week in the season, is that... You know, coach is like, you guys got to get 50 shots, like yeah. get 50 shots up. But I, I, when I thought of that, because again, that was early in the season. So my question is, mm-hmm. has that shot total, uh, has it increased any since the beginning of the season? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he's, <laughs> he's too focused on shots. Um, I mean, our big thing is speed. Like we're definitely um, a fast team. We have a lot of skill and a lot of talent, but um, the big thing we focus on too is simplicity. So um Speed and simplicity helps us get more shots. Um, obviously, it's always great to have a game where you get you know, 50 shots on net. Um, that's definitely a goal for us, for sure. Um, but it's not the end-all, be-all, I think. Doing the little things right consistently, uh, making sure we're playing a simple game and not overcomplicating things or trying to be too fancy or, or make things look cute, you know, that's when you run into trouble. So um, just keeping things simple and knowing doing what we know how to do and, and doing that consistently has been really great for us. So. Yeah, well, Brianna, thanks for a glimpse yeah, into this course. Boston Pride team. Of course, my pleasure. It was Thank great talking with you. Yeah, yeah no, totally. Sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Erica Ayala here. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Founding Four podcast. We are an independently run women's hockey podcast. We have our regular episodes that are dedicated to running down everything happening in the NWHL. We talk signings. We talk NWHL Veda Player of the Week. We talk uh, all of the, the games and upcoming games, all of the news, all of the goodies on the podcast. But we also have bonus episodes where we were able to have a one-on-one conversation with Jordan Duran, who played in a PWHPA showcase and then ended up signing a contract with the Boston Pride. We were able to break that news in one of our bonus episodes. So thank you to all of the members of the Patreon Posse. That's right. Everyone who is a Patreon member of Sports Talk with ELA helps keep this show afloat. We pay monthly to have our show hosted on Transistor Radio FM, which allows us unlimited amounts of upload. If you can, for us a, a slice of pizza a month, you can help keep this podcast going. 
at minimum, what we would love for everyone to do is do what you're doing right now. You're listening to the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you're sharing the podcast. The next thing we need everyone to do is to give us um, some ratings and reviews. Ratings and reviews. If you listen to podcasts, you know that's how other people can find the podcast. And you shouldn't keep the, the the gospel of women's hockey to yourself. If you subscribe, you don't even have to worry about looking for the tweets or anything. You will get an instant notification wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Transistor FM, whether it's Apple Podcasts, anywhere, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Make sure you check it out. And as always, Thanks for the support. Let's get back into the show. All right, all right, all right. So last episode, I talked about who I thought should be the top picks coming into the All-Star Weekend. We have rosters. We also had our three stars, Audra Richards, Rebecca Moose-Morse, and Lexi Bender went in by way of the fan vote, you guys, you all voted. Um, the, and the most votes went to Richards, Morse, and Bender. Other players I was expecting to see, Thunstrom, Brooke Stacy, Mary Jo Peltier, Lexi Lang, McKenna Brands, Kendall Cornine, of course, Kate Leary, Emma Vlasic. And I really was I was interested to see what would happen with the four goalies. As I predicted, we got Sam Walther, Amanda Levier, Lovisa Salander. And then the fourth spot went to Mariah Fujimagari. Interesting choice. You have to listen back to uh, episode 11 of this season three to get my thoughts on why that fourth goalie spot was a little bit tough for me. Anyway, so we have the rosters. We have the rosters for the teams. It's Team Packer versus Team Dempsey. I think it's fair to say that Team Dempsey is the home team as they'll be playing at Warrior Ice Arena. But let's run down for Team Dempsey, the home team. Dempsey keeps it familiar. She's got Lovisa Salander as goaltender along with Mariah Fujimagari. When it comes to the forwards, Team Dempsey is made up of Taylor Accursi, McKenna Brand, Jonna Curtis from the Minnesota Whitecaps, Julian Dempsey, of course. She's going to be on her own team. Lexi Lang from the Boston Pride. Nicole Schammel, that's a solid pick right there. Nicole Schammel from the Whitecaps representing Team Dempsey at the All-Star Weekend. Allie Thunstrom, woo. Gotta love that speed. Dempsey, Thunstrom, and Lang on the same team. I feel bad for the defenders. Emma Vlasic also has some speed. She's representing Team Dempsey, comes by way of the Connecticut Whale. For defense, Marie-Jo Peltier, the notorious MJP, holding it down for the Buffalo Buttes on, De- on Team Dempsey. Lexi Bender, we said she came through through the fan vote, as well as Rebecca Moose-Morse. All right, so Lexi Bender and Moose on Team Dempsey. So maybe Team Dempsey's going for, they're going for the fan vote. There usually is a little bit of a fan vote here, so we'll have to see about that. Shannon Doyle, also on Team Dempsey. Jordan Brickner, we haven't seen her in a while, hoping that she can make it to the All-Star Weekend. She's week-to-week listed on the new um 
we have now kind of an injury report that we get with the projected rosters. So that's pretty cool. And then Kira Dostal Arena. Yes, she now has a hyphenated name. It was first unveiled for the rosters and now is on her jersey. So I have a Kira Dostal jersey. It is now out of style. It is officially a relic. <laughs> I guess that means I have to save up my coins to get another one. All right, so that's Team Dempsey. For Team Packer, we have Amanda Levier and Sam Walther as your goalies. Corrine Bowie, Kendall Cornine, Grace Kleinbach from the Connecticut Whale, Kate Leary, mentioned her. Of course, Captain Madison Packer. Mary Parker, also an all-star. She's been out of the lineup with concussion protocol, going through concussion protocol. Heard she was maybe a game-time decision for that Monday game on MLK Day. She did not suit up. Christina Putinha oof, and Audra Richards, along with Brooke Stacy holding it down for the Buffalo Buttes. When it comes to defenders, you have Sydney Baldwin, another solid choice, who can also snipe. Amanda Boulier, Kaylee Fratkin, Lenka Chermova, and Elena Orlando. So Packer going back with one of her OGs from season one. When I see this defense, I think you've got Elena Orlando. She doesn't mess. She doesn't mess around. I'd like to see Orlando score. So come on, Christina Putinha should set up or Elena Orlando to score in her first all-star game. I want to see it. You heard it here first at the founding four podcast. I want to see it. I want to see it. Who doesn't want to see that, right? Come on. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, baby with a capital A. It's my Dick Vital impression. Anyway, uh, what I see, especially looking down this line from the graphic, Sydney Baldwin, Amanda Boulier, Kaylee Fratkin. I'm thinking Packer went for offensive defenders, that's what it looks like here. Lenka Tremova can, you know, crank them out too. I like it. I like it. So who you got? Whose roster do you like better? Team Dempsey or Team Packer? Oh, this one's tough. This one's really, really tough. You've got, I mean, score nine with Team Packer along with Madison Packer. Christina Putinha is amazing at setting up her teammates on the Boston Pride and so now she can set up the likes of Madison Packer, Kendall Cornine, Kareen Bowie, Brooke Stacy, Audra Richards. <laughs> I I think that could be highlight reel worthy there. Like I said, then you get Kaylee Fracken, Boulier and Baldwin in on the fun. And you know, Elena Orlando, like I said, I want to see a breakaway goal. So that's that's some pretty solid defense there just as dynamic though for team Dempsey who stands out to me I think it's speed I think Dempsey went with speed she's she plays fast and furious that's there's no question about that then you have Lexi Lang Allie Thunstrom I I don't like I don't think people realize yes okay we know speed skater got it cool she's freaking fast She's fast, built for this, runs on Duncan. We had her on the podcast talking about that. So I think it's kind of like silky mitts and style versus speed. That's what I see in these rosters. Taylor Accursi, oh man. So that's why I think the likes of Elena Orlando and Kaylee Fratkin as well 
Tremova. They might have to put put in some work on defense. <laughs> Just if anything to bowl over some of some of the speed coming at them. So I think it's going to be good. But let me know. Hashtag founding four pod. Who's your pick for all-star weekend as far as when we get to the all-star game we'll also have a skills competition we don't know who's going to compete it's the breakaway challenge fastest skater fastest goalie and then um there's the hardest shot and the accuracy competition traditionally we'll see if there's any fun surprises we're expecting but that's that's your all-star breakdown i'm excited i'll be there working on the call with sam fryman alexis peterson Alexis Pearson and Kelly Schultz again. Kelly and I going again, going back to back here. I'm excited. That's going to be fun. Let's get into what we're going to see. So I kind of, I broke this down a little bit. We are going to have the Whitecaps are going to host the Boston Pride. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge, especially because the Whitecaps and the Pride they have the current reigning players of the week. We have a co-player of the week, NWHL Veda player of the week, Mallory Soliotis and Amanda Boulier. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I love that defenders are getting love. That gives me so much life, I can't even describe. So that's number one. Big Boulier fan. I drafted her in the fantasy league. She helped me out there. If you watched on the call, Sam Fryman and I on Monday gave Mallory Soliotis a lot of love. She had a great game. It was impossible to miss her if you were watching that game. She was keeping the puck in the zone, giving her team opportunities to continue to score. And that's why they racked up so many shots on Sam Walther. Um, she had an excellent, excellent game against the Riveters I thought and we talked to her after the game about that and about taking on the Whitecaps so um you can check that out that check that out I'm sounding real Canadian eh I'm actually going to Canada uh I leave later today so got Canada on the mind anyway um those are your co-players of the week uh I like those choices sometimes I do an alternate alternative player of the week. I like those picks. So what are we looking at as far as standings? Is it a surprise? Do I need to tell you who's at the top? It's Boston, 19-0. Then is Minnesota. So Minnesota, they were able to get it done against the Buffalo Buttes, and they were able to get it done against the Connecticut Whales. So they are now in second place. The Riveters in third place, the Buttes have dropped down to fourth place. And as I understand, are officially out of contention when it comes to the uh, the one and two spot. I believe that is the the one and only Matt Falkenberry, who, who offered that little tidbit on Twitter. Uh, so just to go over these, 19-0 for Boston, 12-4-2 for the Minnesota Whitecaps. Seven nine and one, that's the record for the Riveters. Six eleven and one for the Buffalo Buttes. They're struggling a little here, and one fifteen and two for the Connecticut Whale. That's thirty eight points for Boston, twenty six points for the Whitecaps, fifteen points for the Riveters, thirteen points for the Buffalo Buttes, 
four points for the Connecticut whale. Uh, so yeah, we're getting down to the wire. We're getting down to the wire here. I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. And we'll have all the action for you. Again, look out for, we have the bonus episode with Cappy. We have a, a full exclusive interview with Shelly Picard. And we will have, I'm headed to the Queens University Sports Business Conference. So make sure you're following me at elinz 8 to learn a little bit more about that conference. It's for people in the sports industry. It's for students who want to get into the sports industry. And I'll be on a panel that is women in sports, but also hope to talk about um, diversity in sport as well. And then after I do that, I do some basketball stuff. And then I'm going to Pittsburgh for the Black Girl Hockey Club event all day Friday. We're going to be hanging out with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're going to be doing some community service work. We're going to learn a little bit more about the organization. And then I get to see the Pittsburgh Penguins host the Philadelphia Flyers. Like I know enough about hockey and rivalries to know that that's kind of, that's, that's big, that's big stuff right there. That's on Friday, uh, the the 31st, January 31st. The next day, Black Girl Hockey Club and the Pittsburgh Penguins are hosting a viewing of Soul on Ice, Past, Present, and Future. It focuses on black hockey players, particularly in Canada and Nova Scotia, where hockey kind of, you know, as far as black hockey clubs really got its start, how black hockey players you know, evolved the game to make it a little more fun, such as things like the slap shot. Great documentary. I've seen it a number of times, but I get to moderate a panel with Kwame Mason, who's the director creator of Soul on Ice with Bill Douglas, who created the Color of Hockey blog, which now is at NHL.com, which is now at NHL.com. Ugh. which is now at NHL.com. Renee Hess, founder of Black Girl Hockey Club, is going to be on that panel, as well as a few people from the local Pittsburgh community that are doing amazing work in the community, making sure that hockey truly is for everyone. And so that includes the Pittsburgh ICE. That's uh, an acronym, I-C-E, Pittsburgh ICE. And... And another group, uh, the name is escaping me for right now, but there's another group that also makes sure that hockey is inclusive for all people, regardless of if they're able-bodied or not. So you're thinking of, you know, sled hockey, sled hockey and, and the like. So really excited to get these these two travel um, events get these two events under my belt uh, I'm pretty excited for them it is going to be a long long trip for me this week but I won't be on the call until the all-star game so I have a little bit of time but as always this is my time now to thank you for tuning in to our women's hockey show the founding four podcast At, again I'm your host Erica Ayala I'm running this independent we used to be a part of you know an SB Nation vertical but now doing this on my own so much much thanks go out to the Patreon posse and for everyone who is supporting the show you comment you like you are subscribing we still want some reviews looking for some reviews I have you know what I have some founding four stickers 
maybe I need to, to put some incentive on there. If you send a review, if you put up a review, I'll send you over some Founding Four Pod stickers. So help me out there, help the show out there, help the sport out by getting the word out. And make sure you're listening to our bonus episodes, uh, which are coming out. So until next episode, thank you. Gracias por todos. And I'll catch you around the rink. Bye.